Hey everybody, it's Chris Clark with DiscGolf.Law. What can legally be done about a lost disc? This is a question, or actually a set of questions, from Robbie Boros. For the purposes of this analysis, we're going to have to invent a hypothetical situation. You just purchased your 2015 Nate Sexton Tour Series Firebird for $2,000 on eBay and promptly lost it while playing around at a disc golf course. Most of you have never lost a disc with that high of a sale value, but I bet almost all of us have a lost disc story. Some disc that just means the world to us and we do almost anything to get it back. Robbie wrote us and said, I see a lot of arguments back and forth regarding lost discs. I see a lot of people claiming abandonment laws or stating that possession is nine-tenths of the law. But I wanted to find out what the reality of this is. There is no law that we are aware of and no example in any court case that we could find stating that possession accounts for 90% of all the evidence in any given case or situation. The phrase does have its origins in the law, but maybe not in the way that some of us may have thought. So the phrase means that when someone physically possesses something, there is a stronger legal claim that it belongs to them than anyone else. In other words, custody presumes ownership. But the phrase is used, or at least it's meant to be used, in a situation where someone is found doing something illegal or possessing something illegal, and that thing that they have in their possession does implicate them as the true owner or custodian of that illegal item. So, Robbie, to answer your question, yes, there is some applicability of the phrase, possession is nine-tenths of the law, but it probably doesn't mean what you think it means and probably doesn't have much applicability in the case of a lost disc. Okay, Robbie's second question. Does placing my name and phone number on my golf discs prove ownership? In the law, typically one party or the other has the burden of proof. Most of you have probably heard of that concept. But what is it exactly? What does burden of proof mean? There are three commonly recognized standards when it comes to burden of proof. One is called beyond a reasonable doubt. That burden of proof is typically used in criminal cases, and it is the highest standard of burden of proof. It means based on the evidence, no other reasonable explanation exists. The second standard is clear and convincing. This is not as high of a standard as beyond a reasonable doubt. It is typically used in civil matters, sometimes, for example, job discrimination cases. And then the third one is preponderance of the evidence. That is the standard that is typically used in most civil lawsuits. You are trying to meet the burden. It's really more than 50%. That's how we think of it. It. The defendant, for example, is more than 50% responsible for the harm that is the subject of the lawsuit. What does all this mean relative to your lost Sexton Firebird? Whether you're in court or whether you're in a disc golf course parking lot, you must present evidence in order to win your argument. And if your argument is that the lost Sexton Firebird that someone has found is actually yours and that you are the true owner, then yes, I think having the disc bear your name 
name and phone number would be pretty persuasive in your favor. Okay, Robbie's third question said, if I lose a disc and it lies in an area that prevents retrieval under normal circumstances, such as a body of water, is it considered lost? What are the legal aspects of this situation? And at what point would it be considered abandoned as opposed to lost? So let me just quickly talk about the difference between lost, abandoned, and mislaid items. Some common law definitions define lost property as property that was unintentionally left behind by its true owner. If your 2015 Sexton Firebird fell out of your bag on the course, or if you accidentally left it in the basket when you aced with it, that's a lost item. Other definitions say property is generally deemed to have been lost if it is found in a place where the true owner likely did not intend to set it down and where it's not likely to be found by its true owner. At common law, the finder of a lost item could claim the right to possess the item against any person except the true owner and any previous possessors of the item. Even for lost items, the true owner still has superior rights in most cases. However, things that are lost may also acquire a new owner through possession. Most states have statutory procedures in place for establishing ownership rights in lost property. These statutes generally require that the lost property be advertised for a period of time in an effort to notify the original owner. If the original owner fails to claim the lost item, ownership rights can then vest in the individual who found the item. So your state likely has a process where if the person that found your 2015 Sexton Firebird follows a procedure like running an ad in a local paper for a period of time and you never contacted the person and asked to come pick up your disc, you're likely out of luck and it now belongs to the person who found it. Contrast that with a slightly different term, mislaid items. The difference, it's kind of a gray area, it's very subtle. It commonly arises when someone leaves clothing or accessories behind at a store or a restaurant. In these situations, the owner of the location where the item was left becomes the guardian of the property until retrieved. On a disc golf course, especially private disc golf courses, this rule could be applied in certain situations, which is why many private courses have policies and procedures in place relative to lost discs found on their property. After a reasonable amount of time, without the owner coming to claim the item, the guardian of the property may follow whatever the statutory procedure is in their state to establish ownership rights. And again, this varies from state to state. The third category of property is abandonment. If mislaid or lost items are abandoned, the finder may retain the item and claim its ownership. The key attribute here in abandonment is that the original owner must demonstrate an unequivocal intent to abandon the property. That intent can be inferred from conduct, such as stopping looking for the item, permanently leaving the geographical area where you lost the item. Those are just two examples. Now, 
Just because you stop looking for an item temporarily doesn't automatically mean abandonment. For example, if you live in North Carolina and you go to the Ledgestone tournament in Illinois and you lose your 2015 Sexton Firebird, by driving back to North Carolina after the tournament is over, you're likely taking pretty persuasive action demonstrating that the disc is abandoned and you're likely not getting it back. On the other hand, if you lose your disc in the woods at a local course and it's getting dark and you plan to come back in the morning to look again when it's light, I don't think that suggests abandonment. So Robbie, yes, if you lose the disc in a body of water where you can't get to it, if you stop looking for it and leave the geographical area, there is a possibility it would be considered abandoned and no longer yours. And finally, Robbie's fourth question was, while some will see a lost disc as trivial, what obligations does the owner of the disc face in terms of reporting that the disc is lost? And to whom would they report it if required? And what obligations does somebody finding the disc have? Do they have a legal obligation to make attempts to return the disc? Well, I'll start with the second question. If a disc is found, if you are playing on a course, particularly a private course that has rules in place for how lost discs are handled, you're under an obligation by playing that course to follow those rules. So that would be the first thing that I would say would impose an obligation on someone that finds a lost disc. Many states often have laws stating that if you find something that has a value over a certain amount, again, that amount is set by state law, varies from state to state, you must turn it over to the police. Other states have said you're guilty of theft if you find lost property and you have reasonable means to find the owner and make no attempt to do so. Generally speaking, if no one claims the item in a certain amount of time, you can go back to the police and claim it for yourself. Keep in mind that these rules and regulations we've been talking about here most recently would likely only apply in cases of items that have a value higher than a typical golf disc. That's partly why we used our hypothetical with the 2015 Sexton Firebird. What about the obligations if you lose a disc? Well, if you want to continue to search for your lost disc with hopes of getting it back, make sure you avoid doing anything that would appear to be abandonment. Having your name and number on the disc helps. Maybe posting about it in a local online group or putting a sign up at the local course where you lost the disc would be a good idea. Because if you give up looking for it and someone eventually finds it, it could be inferred that you abandoned the disc and the finder might get to keep it. As always, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And please remember to subscribe and give us a good review on your podcast platform choice. It really helps us out. Thanks. Disc Golf Lawcast is made by DiscGolf.Law, a firm serving clients in the disc golf industry. For more analysis on business and legal topics in disc golf, check out our YouTube channel. If you have a question, comment, or want to get in touch with us, visit our website or email us at info at